Welcome to our very first Tech London Advocates Young Entrepreneurs podcast, capturing a snapshot of the global tech scene from a young entrepreneur's perspective. Today, I'm joined by Bridget Wilkins, who is the head of digital citizen engagement for the Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities. So to start off with, very happy to have you on the podcast, Bridget. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and your journey to where we, where you are now? Fantastic. Thanks, Femi. Well, great to be here. Join the podcast and share a bit of my story to those listening here today. Um, for those who can tell, my accent isn't actually from here originally. And I moved from Australia to London on a one-way ticket uh, six years ago now, not really knowing where it would take me, uh, not really knowing what was lying ahead, but with some fairly big dreams and ambitions to see how we could use technology and real estate and ambition and passion from myself and others across the industry to create a more sustainable and more affordable and a more accessible built environment for all. And so that's led me on a variety of roles in both advising developers and landlords around how they build out real estate. It's also led me to working in technology companies to scale those learnings across different parts of the sector. And now I feel very privileged to be working at the uh, Department for Leveling Up at central government to really scale those learnings and drive adoption of technology in real estate across the country working with an amazing amount of um, people across the sector as well along the way. That's really, really interesting. Today, our podcast is going to be focusing on networks. So Bridget, can you tell us a bit about your experience with networks across your journey? Absolutely. I think the power of networks is one of the most amazing tools that you can build and develop as you go on that journey, particularly if you're interested in roles and opportunities that don't really exist yet. And the power of a network is that invisible string, that golden thread that helps support you taking those next steps in a career, perhaps in uncharted waters and in areas where you don't really know it's it's going to lead you. Um, so to share a personal experience of, of building my network, when I moved to London six years ago, I didn't know a single person in the country. I knew who the pop stars were, but I didn't have any family here. I didn't have any friends here. And so I had to be quite intentional about how I built my network. And so I spent a lot of time. I dedicated many hours on a recurring basis um, to think about who was in my network, what they were bringing to my um my roles and the, and the experiences they were sharing with me and how I could use that to support me in my career journey. And so I'll give an example. There's a really interesting framework about having four key identities in your network. It's your cheerleader, so someone who's there um, advocating for you, saying you've got to be, you've got to talk to Bridget. She's the best about X or Y, and making sure you've got people there who are just there to cheer you on and support you when you're not in the room. Then there's the butt kicker. It's almost like a personal trainer. So who's there saying, listen, we know you're doing well, but you've got to stay on track. You've got to stick to one thing or focus and prioritize. And what are you doing to really deliver on what you're trying to do in that space? So they're really important to keep you accountable. Then you have uh, the teacher. So someone who's there where you can learn from and you can study what they do and how they think and you can learn their behaviors and you can adapt that to what you might be doing, whether it's a boss or someone you're listening to on podcasts or just someone that you can learn from. And then you have your leader. Like, who's your Yoda? Who's the person you go to for that inspiration in a tent, whatever it might be, and say, I just need some advice on that next step. And so they were the four personas that I thought about in my network. And so I would sit down on a regular basis and think about who are the people that I engage with through work and other initiatives and how do I fill those gaps? 
And that then gave me focus on when I was doing networking and building my relationships to find people to fill those gaps so I could actually have that holistic team behind me to support me going into those next steps of my career. Okay, that's really, really awesome. Looking at four different areas, uh, sort of four different types of, of person to network with. So after developing your own network within London or within the UK, what's sort of the next step? You're talking about building sort of networks with intention. It's a great question. I think this is where it gets really exciting because we can sit there and plan to the nth degree, you know, who's in our circle of network and influence, but how do we take that beyond? And so I was lucky enough to, to meet someone at work in one of the previous roles that I had when I was at a, a real estate company called CBRE. And you know, when you meet someone, you instantly connect with them in the first 30 seconds. You go, yeah, we're going to be friends. Like we all have those people in our lives and we should keep finding them because they're the ones that you can spark those fires with, that you can get a bit nerdy with, and whatever it is that you're getting nerdy with that. And so I met a, a woman called Lorna, who at that point was just someone at work, but we became friends. And she had established a, a network called Peer20. And, and through a few conversations, um, you know, wanted to know if I wanted to get involved. And then, you know, once I get involved, I'm starting to build the website and organize events. And I'm kind of that person that once I get involved, I'm like in it, you know, 110%. And it was great because it gave me almost a vehicle to build my network through the power of other networks. And so how Peer20 works is that we bring together speakers and leaders around certain topics, whether it's sustainability or diversity or how to create a more uh, sustainable built environment. And then we create a dinner series and we invite 10 people who are as diverse as we can find through our networks. Probably could be even more diverse, but we, we, you know, we have people there who are neuroscientists or work in marketing or work in finance. And we put them all around a table and then they also invite one person in their network as well. So everyone's network is extending through our own sort of interweb and connections, almost like that wider beehive ecosystem effect and so you know we have a dinner series we have some really interesting discussions often debates as well and then we build a whole program out from that so actually we have a lean-in series where the people who attend those dinners can then meet on a recurring basis every six to eight weeks and whilst it's really important to come together and just talk and be human and share some of the challenges we're all facing and you know some high pressure roles and 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 work we're doing. We also use it as an opportunity to learn as a team. So let's talk. Let's spend a session talking about um, personal development or public speaking or giving feedback or managing your boss, whatever it could be. And so we're trying to create those learning opportunities in our network as well. We also have a book club as well, just to keep interested and and share ideas and reflections on other things that are you know on our radar at that time. And it's been such an amazing. I think vehicle for connecting with people and hearing different perspectives around topics that I'm really passionate around, around communities, around sustainable real estate, uh, real estate and housing. And uh, it's been a great way to build and broaden that out and support others to do the same thing as well through that approach. Yeah, and I guess that's what networking is all about, sort of, you know, meeting new people, gaining that interdisciplinary sort of perspective whilst also having fun. Yeah, of course. Okay. So, Bridget, can you tell us a little bit about what digital citizen engagement is and, and what your role as head of digital citizen engagement for the Department of Leveling Up sort of involves? Of course. So digital citizen engagement is when we're using technology and digital platforms to engage citizens and different members of the community in uh, the conversations around uh, planning and development and inherently involving people in the change that happens around them. And for a variety of reasons, 
despite good intentions and some amazing people working in the community engagement and housing sector, we have a challenge engaging people when it comes to planning and housing because it's hard and it's complex and planning information is so detailed and long. And so therein lies the opportunity to use digital technology and platforms to engage communities and citizens in ways that resonate with them and that connect to how they want to be engaged. Instead of asking people to come to town halls and to meetings about planning, we can use technology to go to the people in terms and on timelines that connects with them and makes them want to engage in that process. And that's the area that we're exploring on how we go to the people with technology in the context of building uh, new homes and communities aligned with a wider planning agenda in this country. One of the things that I'd like to know a bit about is um, how young entrepreneurs can potentially tap into this idea of digital citizen engagement. Could you give us an example of how it's used and how it's implemented? Absolutely. So right now, um, some of the work we're doing is through what's called the PropTech Engagement Fund, where we have allocated four and a half million pounds um, to work with 41 different local authorities across the country to pilot different types of digital tools and technology that can engage citizens in that conversation about planning and about change. It's been amazing to see how different teams and local authorities are working with different tech companies and what that means at a really localised level, whether it's working with um, social housing estates in, in Birmingham or high streets in London or some of the coastal regions uh, in, in the south of the country. And so we're seeing all these different amazing insights and case studies emerge from that and therefore opportunities to see how we really share those insights and learnings with others across the industry and ultimately build a sector of people who want to work with us to make this the norm rather than the exception. And I think that's where tech entrepreneurs comes in because the the marketplace for building tech products, not just on the tech side, but also the business development side, where I, by my skill set is, how do we scale those tech products? How do we sell them? How do we get people to pay for them and to use them and understand them? That to me is this really interesting area of skills that I think young entrepreneurs can look about, look at and think about when they're looking at what their career path um, might be and how they can tap into communication skills, technology skills, and a huge range of other, other toolkits to help us build this out as a sector for this country and a global leader in how we're using technology to engage communities in housing, but hopefully beyond as well. What is your call to arms to young entrepreneurs then? Stay curious, keep challenging the status quo, and then just go for it. So, Bridget, I've got a few more specific questions uh, to ask you now. So, from your experience, what would you say are the key misconceptions that present barriers to young entrepreneurs sort of founding tech startups? I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that you're doing this alone and you're on the journey alone. But actually, this is where the power of the network comes in because if you can build that out across communities and across sectors, we're all walking up a different mountain. Those mountains are leading us all to slightly different paths, but we can look out across our shoulder and know that we have a whole network, a whole community, a whole tribe also going on their journey and they can support us as much as we can support them. Okay, and to finish this episode, this conversation, um, could you give us three key characteristics 
that enable young entrepreneurs to be successful? The first one is to have unwavering belief in yourself that you can do it. No one's ever going to tell you that you really can. And so you have to have that absolute commitment inside yourself that you can do the task set for you. And that's challenging because sometimes that comes across as ego um, and being quite ambitious, but you have to be ambitious. We're doing radical things here. So first and foremost, you have to believe that you can do it because you know that you can. The second thing, it's hard work and you have to be out of work hard. Late hours, the early starts, that extra 5% of building a network or researching or studying, there's no way around it. There's no pill that you can take or shortcut that you can make. It's about hard work. But if you have that commitment, it makes it just a little bit easier and it does pay off. And the third to support that hard work is to find your passion. Find that light inside you that sparks your fire. Hold it close because you're going to need it to keep warm in those early mornings and late nights and everything else in between and the sacrifices you have to make. But that that light, that flame, sometimes it flickers. But be proud of it. Share it with yourself and others. Own whatever that light is to guide you and use that passion to fuel your fire and take you further in your journey than you ever dreamed you could go. Okay. So, believe in yourself. Have unwavering self-belief. There's no shortcut to hard work, of course. And find your passion and let it guide you. It's been amazing, Bridget. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Great to be here.